welcome to the very first episode of my podcast FMEA Unlocked. I'm so excited to share my thoughts and ideas with you all. I have a deep passion for this and I can't wait to dive in and explore it with you. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to introduce myself and let you know what to expect from this podcast. My name is Kiran More. I have been working in product development for last 12 years and out of those 7 years in reliability engineering. I've always been fascinated by failure mode and effect analysis and over the years I've got good exposure to learn about this topic. Now I want to share what I've learned from practical experience and continue to learn more with you. I created this podcast because I believe that learning is more fun when we do it together. I want to create a space where we can discuss FMEA process in a way that is engaging, informative and most importantly fun. I will be sharing my own experience and insights but I also want to hear from you. That's right. I want this podcast to be a conversation. I want to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your questions and your stories. So please feel free to reach out to me on social media or via email. The details are in the description. I will be answering your questions on future episodes and incorporating your feedback into the show. In this podcast, we dive deep into the world of FMEA, an essential tool for identifying and addressing potential failures in any process, product, or service. From the basics of FMEA to advanced techniques, we will cover it all with insights and expertise from industry leaders and experienced practitioners. I will try to keep the language of this podcast simple enough, when even the beginner on this topic. will grab all the information we are going to discuss now on to the topic of today's episode we will be covering overview of failure mode and effect analysis or fmea in short i will be talking about the significance and what are the different elements of fmea process and how those are connected this will be an overview session and i will go deep in the future episodes so first let's discuss what is a failure mode and effect analysis or fmea fmea is a structured and systematic approach to identify potential failures and their effects and taking steps to prevent them before they occur by conducting an fmea analysis you can proactively address risk and minimize the chances of failure saving your time and money in the long run in simple terms fmea looks at what might go wrong how bad this might be how likely this undesirable event is and how it might be either prevented or alternatively detected at the earliest possible moment presumably before a customer might experience negative consequences but it's not just about preventing failure fmea can also help you improve your products and services making them more reliable and efficient By analyzing your process you can identify areas for improvement optimize your resources and increase your overall productivity First let's take a look back in time to explore the history of FMEA and how it has evolved over the years The origins of the FMEA can be traced back to the mid 20th century when it was developed by the US military as a way to analyze and prevent failure in complex systems such as aircraft and weapon system it wasn't until the 1960s that the fmea was adopted by the automotive industry 
as a tool to improve product quality and reliability. As the importance of FMA became more widely recognized, its use expanded to the other industries including healthcare, manufacturing and engineering. Today, FMA is an essential tool for anyone involved in the product development, process improvement or risk management. In the 1990s, the automotive industry introduced design FMA which focuses on identifying and preventing potential failures during the design phase and process FMEA which looks at potential failures in the manufacturing process. Today, FMEA is widely used in a variety of industries and applications. It is a powerful tool for identifying and mitigating risk, improving product and process quality and ensuring the safety and reliability of complex systems. If you look at general framework for FMEA for any program, it always starts with scope definition, boundary diagram, function definition, parameter diagram, and finally FMEA worksheet which feeds to the design and detection plan. Let's take a brief look at every element in this episode. Starting with scope definition. When conducting an FMEA analysis, it's important to define the scope of the analysis upfront. This means determining the boundaries of the system or process that you will be analyzing and the level of details that you will be examining. Why is this so important? Well, defining the scope of an FMEA helps ensure that you are focusing your analysis on the areas that are most critical and not wasting time on areas that are less important or outside the scope of the analysis. Defining the scope of an FMEA also helps you establish clear objective for the analysis, which in turn makes it easier to identify and prioritize potential failure modes and their associated effects. When identifying the scope of FMEA, it's important to consider factors such as the system or process being analyzed, its identified changes and potential risk it is carrying, the intended use of the product or service, any relevant regulation or standard that apply and what existing FMEAs we have available with us. In addition, it's important to involve all the stakeholders in the scope definition process including subject matter experts, customers and other relevant parties. This ensures that everyone is on the same page and that the analysis is focused on the most important areas by means of list of FMEA which will assess the potential risk. After the scope definition, the first thing we do is to create a boundary diagram. At its core, the purpose of the boundary diagram is to help identify and define the system or process being analyzed in the FMEA. It does this by providing a visual representation of boundaries of the system and the interactions between the component. By understanding the system and its boundaries, we can more effectively identify potential failure modes and their effects. This in turn helps us to develop more targeted and effective prevention and mitigation strategies. Let's take a closer look at how the boundary diagram works. First, we start by defining the system being analyzed. This might be a product, process or a service. Next, we identify the major component of the system and how they interact with one another. The boundary diagram helps us see the connection between different components and how failures in one area can impact other areas of the system. By identifying these connections, 
we can develop a more holistic understanding of the system and its potential failure modes. The boundary diagram also helps us identify the inputs and the outputs of the system. This is important because it helps understand the external factor that can impact the system and how the system interacts with its environment. By using a boundary diagram in our FMEA, we can better understand the system being analyzed, its functions, identify potential failure modes and their effects, and develop targeted prevention and mitigation strategies. Once you define the boundary diagram of interest, the next step is functional analysis. Functional analysis or function definition is a critical step in the FMEA process as it helps to identify the primary function of a system or a process and determines the potential failure that could occur. To convert a boundary diagram into function statements, you will need to identify the functions that the system or process intended to perform. This can be done by asking the questions like what is the purpose of the system? What are its inputs and output? How does it work? What are its key components? Once you have identified the primary function, you can then develop function statement that describe what the system is intended to do. The statement should be specific and concise and should include information about the inputs, process and output of each function. The next step is to prioritize the function based on different criteria. The first which comes to my mind is the criticality or how important they are to the overall operation of the system. This can be done by considering factors like safety, reliability and customer requirement. The next step is to prioritize the function based on different criteria. The first thing comes to my mind is the criticality or how important they are to the overall operation of the system. And this can be done by considering factors like safety, reliability and customer requirements. And second is what design risks they are carrying based on how much we know about designing those functions. This can be done based on considering the reuse design, design guidelines availability and availability of the prevention capabilities, etc. By identifying the most critical functions, you can focus your efforts on preventing potential failures that could have target, that could have the greatest impact on the system. This can help you to prioritize your resources and develop effective strategies for preventing failures and minimizing risk. Once you complete the function and prioritize the function, the next step is parameter diagram. Parameter diagram is a visual representation of the relationship between inputs, outputs and other variables that can affect a system or process. In an FMEA context, the parameter diagram is used to identify the parameters that can impact the likelihood or severity of a potential failure. By understanding this relationship, you can better predict and prevent failures and improve the overall quality and reliability of your product or process. Parameter diagram helps to identify and document the control factors for the function and what are the noises a function can come across during its operation. There are five noise categories but in a nutshell it identifies what are the noises can appear within the design at the integration, environmental factors and how the customer abuse your product. This information is later used to write potential causes of failure in FMEA worksheet. Once you complete the parameter diagram, 
Now we come to the last part of the FMA which is the FMA worksheet. The FMA worksheet is a tool used to document the result of FMA analysis and identify potential failures, their causes and their effects. The FMA worksheet is typically structured into several columns including the function, requirement, failure mode, potential effect of failure, severity of the effect, potential causes of the failure, current design control prevention and its current design control detection, likelihood of the cause occurring and the ability to detect the cause before it becomes a problem. By filling out the worksheet, you can identify the most critical failures and prioritize your action to prevent or mitigate them. One of the methods is calculating the risk priority number, which is a multiplication of severity, occurrence and detection. Now the next section is recommended action. It's the section where you identify and prioritize the action you need to take to prevent or mitigate the potential failures that you have identified. These recommended actions could include process improvement, design changes or additional testing. It's important to prioritize this action based on their impact and feasibility. For example, you might prioritize actions that have high impact on failure prevention and are relatively easy to implement. The recommended action section also includes a column for responsible parties. This is where you assign ownership for each recommended action to ensure that it gets completed in a timely manner. Once you have identified and prioritized the recommended action, it's important to track their progress and follow up on their implementation. This will help you to ensure that your FME analysis is being translated into concrete actions that prevent failures and improve your processes. It's important to note that FMEA worksheet or as a matter of fact, FMEA from pre-work like boundary diagram, functions, parameter diagram and the worksheet again is not a one-time exercise. The FMEA is called as a live document. It means that as you gather more understanding or more information or data, you should revisit the worksheet, update it accordingly. By doing so, you can continuously improve your products and processes and stay ahead of the potential issues. And this is where we come to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to the FME Unlocked. We hope you have enjoyed the episode and learned something new or rephrased the topic. This is my first ever podcast, so thank you very much if you have stayed till the last. The next podcast, I will go to the details of each section with real life example. Be sure to tune in, in next time for more insight, expert advice, and best practices on mastering failure prevention. Please share your feedback on fmaunlocked at gmail.com or reach out to me on Twitter at fmaunlocked. If you like this podcast, don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues who are interested about the FMA. Thank you for joining again. See you soon.